Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries, where our vision is knowing God, loving people, and making disciples. We trust this week's message will be a blessing to your life. Enjoy the teaching ministry of KLM. Today, I'm going to talk about the demands of Jesus for his disciples. The demands of Jesus for his disciples. If you have your Bibles, go with me to Luke chapter 14. Father, I thank you for anointing me afresh with your spirit. May I not speak as a mere man, but as a mouthpiece of God. Thank you, Father, for seizing my words with grace. May I minister out of grace and may you give your people ears of grace. May they hear the word and may they hear the word behind the word. May they hear the logos and the rhema and may faith come in their heart and may they, their whole entire lives be changed as a result of today. That this message will impact them not only here, but also that the results of this message as it is obeyed will echo in eternity. Father, I thank you that we'll make a mark that cannot be erased upon the earth. And that, Lord, I thank you that even as the vision that you've given me concerning that great day, I thank you for that reward being heavy on my, my, my head because I was faithful to the call and faithful to the word and faithful to the spirit. And may it not only be on my head heavy, but on those you have blessed me to serve. May, the, may we receive that crown of righteousness and, and the crown of life and, and any other rewards that you would give us for being faithful, that we would say at the end of our lives that we have fought a good fight. We have finished the course. We have ran the race. We have done the things that you've called us to. And Father, for those who are not in sync with that plan by your spirit, may 2024 be one that will get them back on course. In Jesus name. Amen. 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 Um, the benefits of Jesus following Jesus way greater than, than the cost. Sometimes people say it costs to serve God and it will cost you. It'll cost you your life. Uh, but uh, it pays to serve God. Everybody say it pays to serve God. If you follow the devil, he'll he'll actually it'll actually cost you more to follow the devil than it does to follow Jesus. The Bible actually says that the the wages or the ways of the transgressors are is hard. The way of the transgressor is hard, and 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 the devil is a bad devil. He's not nothing good about the enemy. So it may taste good for a moment, but the end result will end up costing you something far greater than it would if you follow Jesus. And so even as a Christian, we got to learn to follow Jesus 24 seven. Then 2024, we got to follow him all the way to the end. Amen. And we, we will lose. We'll, we'll have some losses, but we'll have more wins than losses. Glory to God. And so as we think about the demands of Jesus for his disciples, what is a disciple? 
you know, often people want to know what a disciple is. And if you're like me, I like to look up words in the dictionary as well as the original languages. And so I'm going to give you some some definitions of what a disciple, according to the Bible, a disciple is a follower or pupil of a teacher or a religious leader. A follower is a disciple is a the supreme devotion to Jesus through acceptance of his demands. Um, a follower, a disciple of Jesus is commitment to him must come before all other attachments. How many know that he must be all in all? A, a, a disciple of Jesus is a faithful, everybody say faithful, faithful. follower of Christ. You, we got, we got to be faithful. It's not just being a follower of Christ. Um, sometimes people like to be part-time. You know, there's a song that came out many years ago called Part-Time Lover. I think Stevie Wonder wrote that. And, and I just remember um, I'm missing, mixing that song up, song up with a song called My Girl Like to Party All the Time. And I, I remember my aunt who died who went home to be with the Lord. I was dating this girl and and she went out to a party and my aunt was singing to me, your girl like to party all the time. <laughs> it has nothing to do with my sermon. <laughs> part-time lover, part-time followers. So we somebody's going to stream it today. Part it's, it's a great song, by the way. Um, uh, I think it's a great song. I, I, I got to look back and listen to it. All right. Um, yeah, it's just it's, it's, amen. Um so um, a disciple also is to be a disciple means to be committed and one who doesn't look back, but press on to know the Lord. So we can't look back. Um, I, I develop a saying. I don't have this book. I, I'm, I'm almost finished with filling this little notebook up with things that the Lord gives me. And, and one of it, it says to forget the past, embrace the present and dream for the future. Um, that just came out of, uh, one day, it just came out of nowhere, out of my spirit. And then another one says, um, forget, the pe- forget the past and the people of the past. That, that's profound. And embrace the present and enjoy the ride with the people of the present. And, 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 and live as if the future never comes. And yet dream like you're going to live forever. That, you know what? That came from me just using my mind. As I was as I was substituting some wonderful kids in Perth Amboy High School and as they was quiet and obeying me, I began to write this stuff and it just came out. So we're going to talk about using our mind a little bit more today. So if you have your Bibles, go to Luke chapter four. So let's embrace the present and let's enjoy the ride with the people of the present. And when I say forget the past and the people of the past, there's some people in the past that you got to let go. Just, I mean, uh, some good relationships, because sometimes good relationships can hinder you with the relationships right now. You're always comparing with what was the great old days. You know, the truth is that some of those days weren't great. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that creates some great things in the future. Sometimes you can dream so big and so much in the future that you neglect the present. So enjoy the destiny is not uh, 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 the journey is uh, the destiny is not necessarily the end of a thing, but it's also it's a journey. Yeah. I'm messing that all up, but enjoy the journey. Let's walk with Jesus every single day. Yeah. Let's not worry about like, let me get or let me read, you know, the whole Bible in two weeks. And not enjoy what we're reading right now. That said, I, I'm, I'm ambitious. I'm going to try to read the Bible every month because I need it as a leader, as a follower of Jesus. 
And so, um, but at least we can at least read four or five chapters a day. That's the least we can. That's grace. Five. That's easy. You can, you, you, you spend more time on the social reading the text of others. So we'll read the text of the heavenly father. One, one scripture from one scripture can change your life forever. One word from God can set you up for the rest of your life. Amen. Amen. And the other side of that is one touch and one word from the devil can trap you for the rest of your life. Amen. So Luke chapter 14, Luke chapter 14, Luke chapter 14, Luke chapter 14. Come on. You got to work with me. Luke chapter 14, Luke chapter 14. It's okay to change. All right. Luke chapter 14, Luke chapter 14. Verse 25. Let's go. Let's go. Here we go. Now, great crowds accompanying him. Luke chapter 14, verse 25. Now, great crowds accompanying him. And he turned and said to them, if anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not bear his own cross, his own, and come after me cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not bear his own cross, verse 28, for which of you desiring to build a tower and does not first sit down and count the cost, whether he has enough to complete it? Otherwise, when he has laid a foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it begin to mock him, saying this man began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king going out to encounter another king in war will not sit down first and deliberate whether he is able with 10,000 to meet with him who comes against him with 20,000? If not, while the other is yet a great way off, he sends a delega delegation and asks for terms of peace. So therefore, any one of you who does not renounce all that he has cannot be my disciple. These are the demands of Jesus for his disciples. Jesus has some demands. I know people want to say, let me just say the little prayer and I'll be okay. But how many know it's more than just the prayer? It, it's, he, the, Jesus demands, he, just, he doesn't just want your heart, he wants your life. Oh, what a powerful word. God wants your life. Not only does he want your life, he wants your thoughts. He wants your wife, your husband, your children. He wants your lineage. He wants your money. <laughs> he wants your job. He wants every part of you. He's the only one that can demand to, to call himself jealous. How, and I, the, the question came up often. It comes up like, how is it that God tells us not to be jealous? And yet he says he's jealous. He has the right to be jealous. He's the, he's the one to set up the terms. He says, it may not look fair to you, but I am God. And that, that's what we want to talk about sovereignty. That's God being sovereign. He can be jealous over his creation and turn around and tell his creation, I don't want you to be jealous. <laughs> what, what, what a powerful way of looking at it. So look at verse 25 and 26. It says, um, now great crowds accompany him. And he turned and said to them, 
Um, I'm sure that at this moment, there was people who turned away and walked away from Jesus. If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and goes on, the word hate does not mean hate in the way that we use it today. It actually means to love less. If anyone who does not love less, love your family less than you love me cannot be my disciple. That's what Jesus is talking about. Um, he's not talking about hatred like we, we're called to hate our, our family members. But he actually says, I don't want you to put them above me. I don't want you to put your own life above me. Following Jesus means to unfollow yourself. How many have ever unfollowed somebody? Am I the only one? Uh, sometimes you got to unfollow people, right? On social media, unfollow them. <laughs> you, sometimes you got to block them, right? God calls us to block ourselves when it comes to following him. You got to block your desires, block your own heart to follow his heart, block your own understanding to get his. That's what God calls us to do. The demands of Jesus, of his disciples. Many people come to Jesus from different reasons. Uh, it's one thing to come to him, but it's another thing to follow him. He, so not only should we come to him, but we should go on, as Hosea says, to know the Lord, to press on to know him. So it's not, it's not enough to just come to him. We got to follow him every day. The Lord requires our full attention, our devotion, our love. You must love him above any natural relationship and any attachment in this world. You got to love Jesus more than you love anything else. Sometimes, we, again, I've said this a little bit. Sometimes we use the word love for the wrong things. We, we talk about food. I love this food, right? Um, but, but really, we should be selective when we use the word love. And the Bible uses the word love when it comes to God, when it comes to other people, to the things of God. Love not the things of this world. And so we should be selective and not be so quick. I love that show. I think we should understand love a little bit more and not use it loosely. I think we should be selective when we use the word love. Like I know um, the OJ's got a song called I, I Love Music. Uh, wrong crowd. I'm sorry. Uh, um, Little Wayne has. No, just kidding. <laughs> Little Wheezy. <laughs> and Birdman. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Let me love you, Mario. I used to like this song until I realized he was talking about somebody else's girl. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. I can't see this. I was going to make it in a Christian song. <laughs> um, we, we, we are to use the word love for the Lord and for people. You cannot love Jesus. You cannot love anyone above Jesus, including yourself. You cannot put anyone above him. He must be your all in all. You, you have to, we have to, we're called to take a stand, even when it's unpopular, even among our family members. You know, that, that sometimes our family members, you know, Christmas time and people don't want you to say anything. No, we're going to, we're going to bless the food here, especially if it's at my house, right? I mean, it's one thing if I, I bless it quietly, I'll respect you a little, you know, not idols, but your, your, your unbelief in one sense, because I, I don't want to cause no chaos. But when it comes to, uh, our family members, we got to stand up and we cannot be ashamed of Jesus. The Bible says if we are ashamed of Jesus, he'll be ashamed of us before the father and his holy angels. 
And so let's not be ashamed of Jesus on our jobs and pray over our food. I remember one time I was in junior high school and I was trying to, I was praying for my food. And what I did is I dropped my paper or something. Lord bless the food in Jesus' name. Amen. Am I the only one who did that? <laughs> uh, oh, there's one. Oh, there's another right here. Yes, I'm not alone. <laughs> we all sinners and on our way to a burning hell without Jesus. <laughs> but it's, it's something, we, we, we're not to be ashamed of him. Again, you have, you have to love Jesus above your race. The color of your skin, your background, your culture, your country, your status in life. You can't love power to the people. No, power belongs to God. <laughs> but that power, that power that belongs to God trumps all power. So I, I have to love him more than I love my people, my tribe, right? Because my tribe, if I follow my tribe, they pray to the ancestors. I need to pray to the God that the ancestors prayed to, the God of the Bible. Come on, if they were praying to that, that God, the right God. Um, without these demands um, being fulfilled, you and I are not real disciples of Christ. Some people just have religion without fellowship. And Jesus fellowships with the part of us that's obedient to him. Let me say that again. Jesus fellowships with the part of us that is obedient to him. Any part that we're not obedient in, that's the part that he's not fellowshipping with. And delayed obedience is really disobedience. When we don't obey him, we're really disobeying him. We must love him above everyone and everything. Our love for him isn't how we feel about the Lord. I mean, no, love is not a feeling. Because you, you can actually feel things and it not be right. Just because, you know, let some words be spoken. You'll have some feelings. So feelings are feelings that they are just to inform us, but not for, some, not for us to live by. We're not to live by our feelings. You know, oh, my feelings were hurt. Welcome to the world. You're going to if you follow Jesus for just a little bit, you're going to have your feelings hurt. You're going to have some feelings of rejection. Because if they reject Jesus, they're going to reject you. And so feelings, love isn't a feeling. It's a decision that is followed by a corresponding action. So we got to make a decision to love somebody. You know, some people say, well, you can't help but who you love. Yes, you can. I don't have to love everything and everybody. Come on. You make a decision. I'm going to love that which pleases the Lord. And I'm going to hate, abhor that which the Lord hates. So what is the measuring stick of our love for Jesus? How do we know that we love him? I'm glad you asked. John chapter 14, verse 15, go, go at the, in the beginning. John chapter 14. Let's go over to John. That's the next um, book over. John chapter 14. Let's look at 15. We're talking about the demands of Jesus for his disciples. John 15 says this, 14. 14, 15 says this. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. So how do we know we love the Lord? Is it because of the feelings we have for the Lord? No. Um, bluebirds have feelings for the Lord. It, it doesn't matter. I'm sure Satan and his imps have feelings for the Lord. I mean, you can't help but love him, right? You, like of having these butterflies. It's not enough to have butterflies for the Lord. Uh, 
you know, people are quick to say, well, I know they love the Lord, but their lifestyle defiles him. You know, we love him by our lifestyle. Here, Jesus says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. And it's plural. It's not just the commandment of love, but it's the, the word of God. We'll keep his law. We'll keep his word. Does that mean we go back in the Old Testament? No, this is not the scripture for this is not the subject for that. But I want to encourage us. We do what the word of God says to do. That's our display of our love for him. The, the amount of obedience to the word of God is the amount of love we have for him. The amount of obedience to the word is the amount of love we have for him. And some of us don't obey the word enough. Some of us don't know the word to obey it. That's why we got the Bible plan, right? We need to read and, and baptize ourselves and make a decision to read the Bible every day until we go see him. Every year we need to be going, having the word of God, which is the mind of God, which is the mind of Christ, which is the mind of the Holy Spirit. Every single year, the mind of Christ needs to be going through our minds until we go see him. It will be a shame for us to stand before him and have not read the word of God. Some people get so excited, more excited about a prophetic word than they do the written word of God. Thank God for prophetic words that we are a church that believe and embrace the gifts of the spirit, but we do not lift them above what it should be. Some people are so busy looking for a word, they, they end up missing the word. But if you, I said this before, if you get in the word, you'll always have a word for your life. And if somebody gives you a prophetic word, it's just that. A word. It's not a sentence. It's not a paragraph. It's not a chapter. If you read the Bible, that's your whole life. His story and your story. <laughs> but if you get a prophetic word, it's a word out of your whole life. And just because somebody gives you a word, you, some people get so excited over the word, a word, that, that they, they try to live off of a word from a prophet. A word from the Lord. I remember growing up every year, the people wanted to get a word for the new year. But if we would just be faithful to the words that he's already spoken, that's enough to make us successful. That, that's enough to give us wisdom for our marriages, our singleness, our, our kids, our jobs, our wealth, our health. The Bible tells us how to live. And, you know, as one person said it, um, the basic instructions before leaving earth. The Bible gives us the way of salvation. And, we, and when we get away from the Bible, then we have gotten away from the way of salvation. All the praying in the world will not do you any good if you're not in the word. And I'm pro I'm pro I promise you, if you're praying in tongues and that's all you're giving yourself over to, I promise you the Holy Spirit is praying that you'll get in the word. Get in the word. That's what he's praying in the intercession. Get in the word. Lord, give him a, a voracious appetite for the word. If you'll get in the word and the word gets in you, the Bible gives, gives us a promise. You can ask what you will and it'll be given to you. Amen. That's the solution or the formula, if you want to say. I know people don't like formulas, but God has some formulas. Um, just like in marriage, one plus one equals one. Come on. Glory to God. 
Glory to God. And so here it says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandment. Loving Jesus is revealed by our obedience to his word and to the leadership of his spirit. No compromise love. Let's not compromise our love for Jesus. No delayed disobedience. Oh, excuse me. No delayed obedience. Either you are in obedience or you're in disobedience. Glory to God. Go back to um, Luke chapter 14. Luke chapter 14. Let's look at 25, 26 again. If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own life or his own father, his own mother and his wife and his children, his brothers and sisters, you can even add, you can even add your own friends. How many know you got to sometimes let your friends go? Loving and serving and following Jesus sometimes will demand you to leave even your so-called Christian friends, even with your even leaving your prayer partners. Sometimes you got to leave people behind because they're they're stuck. They're stuck in, in a sin or a religion or a way of thinking. And the Bible says he that is wise must walk with wise people. And bad company corrupts good behavior. And even among believers, if you find that they're more carnal than you are, your love for Jesus, it's a good thing to get away from them. Because whoever you hang around the most is who you'll be like. You'll start pick up their mannerisms and their ways of thinking, which is dangerous. If you want to change your life, you got to change your friends. And I don't care how long, sometimes people are more loyal to their friends than they are to the word of God. Loyalty is nice and it's great. But when loyalty defiles the old love for Jesus or the obedience of Jesus, then we need to cut that loyalty. We got to stand up and say, you know what? Um, I'm not going to be loyal to something that's contrary to the word of God. I don't care if it's my favorite pastor, my favorite preacher, or my favorite artist, or my favorite celebrity, or my, the person I love to be around. When they compromise their love for Jesus or, or a compromise something with the word of God, I'm not going to agree with it. I'm talking about the demands of Jesus for his disciples. You can't love your children more than you love the Lord. You can't love your job more than you love the Lord. The question came up was recently somebody asked me, a young man asked me, what if my job requires me to work on Sundays? What, 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 what would you, you know, I need to provide for my family. I said, you always put God first, even if it costs you some money, because in the end, God will pay you back. His compensation is greater both here and in the life to come, than any job on this earth can ever do. And you have a legal right in this country to demand your religious rights to not work on your religious day. Uh, now, nah, nah, you, you, you know, you're giving everybody else religious rights and sexual orientation, all that stuff. You're going to give me some rights and not fire me because I worship on Sundays. Come on. Amen. Amen. Since we're in the world of rights. And yet Christians will be quiet on that while the world demands the same kind of respect and honor that, you know, is, oh, let me go on. Um, 27, verse 27, whoever does not bear his own cross, notice it's his own cross. Some of us are trying to bear other people's crosses. Uh, if other people are in debt, it's not your responsibility to get them out of debt. Don't always come to the rescue of somebody else. Are you with me? 
Sometimes you got to let them suffer a little while and let them learn how to depend on God. Sometimes we interrupt the, the, the process of what God is trying to rot in our kids or somebody else that we love, that we always come into their rescue. I, sometimes you got to let them suffer. Not that you want somebody you love to suffer, you know, more than, you know, suffer like you did. But sometimes it's not good for them to always have access to you. Sometimes you got to cut off the access so they can look to the one who can give them what they need. If you always can go somebody, go to somebody every time you need something and you can get it, then they become your source and not God. The same way with your job, right? Daily dying to yourself is a demand. <laughs> Daily, it says, if you you bear your own cross, come after me, and um, if you if you do not bear your own cross and come after me, present tense, daily going after him. You know, he, he tells us in Revelation, behold, I stand at the door and knock, and if you want to open up, I'll come in and sup with him. He's talking to Christians, so Jesus is knocking on our door, the doors of our heart. Every single day. He's asking to come in to sup with us every single day. Jesus wants to have supper or lunch or breakfast or all three with us every single day. He's always knocking. He's not just knocking on the world, but he's knocking at his own church door. And he's just like, I, I want you to I want you to come after me. I want you to let me in. If you don't bear your own cross and come after him daily. You cannot be his disciples. The Bible tells us whosoever loses life shall find it. Whoever finds his life shall lose it. You know, there are things that are operating in us because of sin. And God requires us to deny those things. The world will tell us to act upon our emotions and act upon our sin nature. And Jesus tells us to deny our sin nature. Are you with me? The world tells us to go after our greatest desires and God sometimes will allow us to ask us to sacrifice our greatest desires like he did Abraham. And you all know Abraham, right? The Lord doesn't. Um, the Lord will try your heart. To see whether your heart is for him or not. Sometimes we're praying refiners fire. And again, once again, you pray those prayers, you are giving him an open invitation to mess with you to get involved with your desires and to burn those desires up. And so Jesus tells us to die daily, to pick up our cross. The cross speaks of a dying place. It speaks of blood. It speaks of sacrificing, dying to our emotions, dying to our appetite. Come on. One scripture tells us that, um, that some people have made their belly their gods. <laughs> Uh, and in, in, 20, in the next year, we're going to actually do some fasting in January. Um, the fasting days for KLM, by the way, is I actually, we're actually going to do 40 days. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. We're on church. Um, we're, we're actually, everybody was like, huh? Um, 40, 40 days. No, we're going to actually do the whole month of January and we, we're going to fast two days a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Amen. Amen. Tuesdays and Thursdays, we're going to ask you to give up some food for those two days and spend some time in prayer. And we're going to designate some time where we can do some things in Zoom or uh, StreamYard and then also in person. We, we need to pray and fast. Every time we pray together as a church and fast, things happen. 
significance. And we need to we need to pray and fast like never before. So every Tuesday and Thursday, why select Tuesday and Thursday? Well, traditionally, the earlier church actually fasted Tuesdays and Thursdays. So that's why I selected Tuesdays and Thursdays. Some people say, oh, the Lord led you. No, I just looked at church history. <laughs> I just, it felt right to, to be in line with, with those who went before us. Sometimes it's, you don't have to be so deep and get a word. Like, the Lord says Tuesdays and Thursdays, Tuesday and Thursday. I mean, it, it don't have to be that deep. When people start talking that deep stuff, I, I literally tune out. Because they, they just, you know, they, they, they have the prayer clause. And I ain't against that. But they put that little stuff on their head and, and all that thing. I, I mean, that, that does nothing for God. Then take shoes off and, you know, oh, you're on holy ground. The whole earth is holy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I, I think some, or, or, or they, they, some Christians get into the Jewish holidays. No, I'm not doing all that. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's just, I mean, you know what I'm saying? They get, they get so deep with that. Oh, and, and, and so one relative called me and asked me about, um, I forget the name, the Day of Atonement or something. Yeah, there it is. I can't even pronounce it. And I'm just like. I said, that doesn't add to your salvation and it doesn't take away from your salvation, but it doesn't add to it. Like, why, why are you going to do that? And then some people get mad because we celebrate Christmas and Christmas tree. And I told one lady, I said, I promise you, Jesus probably got a Christmas tree in heaven and he's on top. <laughs> and it destroyed her faith. She walked away and hated me for the rest of my, her life. She's still living. though. <laughs> but I'm saying like, I don't think, you know, and then, you know, Santa Claus, um, my, my sister, when he, she was little, she, she went to school and said, I don't believe in Santa Claus. I believe in Satan Claus. And all the kids start crying. <laughs> but, but as I got older and freer, I was like, oh, God, is not mad about Santa Claus. You know, it's based on St. Nicholas, who was a Christian and gave out gifts. And so, you know, I, I mean, sometimes we get so religious and so stuck and, 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 and thinking that this is going to, you know, let me get a prayer cloth and like it's going to do something. If you're not praying, I mean, you can have all that. All I mean, I, I can make a towel of it. I mean, y'all hear what I'm saying. I'm not saying to go go judge everybody else and, and look for, you know, everybody YouTube and say off, off. You know what I'm, saying? I'm, not, I'm not asking you to do that. But what I'm saying is none of, there's no power in that. Um, sometimes people like to say, well, the anointing gets at the altar. Well, my life is an altar. That's what, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, oh, you come walk around here or, or let me get some holy water. Stay away from that kind of stuff. So, uh, oh, you need to buy this anointed oil. I can go some, get some crystal, some olive oil and anoint people myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't need all that. Oh, this is from Jordan. It's dirty. I don't want it. <laughs> Are you with me? It, there's no sp spiritual significance. And I've been to Uganda and they, they go crazy all the stuff. I'm like, mm -mm, nope, nope. None of that stuff means anything. Let me go listen to some Luther. <laughs> Destroy your little, your little religious habits and play some spades. Are, are you with me? Let, let's get free and let's not take our liberty. Let's not go all the way and like, you know, you're drinking and stuff. I'm not talking about that. What I'm saying to you is that there's no power in these things that people a lot of times they put stock in. Oh, let me. Oh, the Lord told me to wear all white. Okay, so it's just gonna get dirty. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, I mean, y'all hear what I'm saying, right? To be a, to, my life is more important than what I'm wearing, right? Oh, no tattoo. I'm not against tattoos, but I, I mean, and I'm not really for them. <laughs> but I, it's like if you got tattoos, it's not like God's gonna destroy you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think we, we, we have made it into something and then people go on YouTube and make a whole series 
on these subjects. And I was like, let's just get back to the Bible. <laughs> let's just read the Bible and obey it. Let's love one another. Let's do right by our spouses and our kids and, and our jobs and, and our community. Let's, let's love people. I'm telling you, that's real power. Ain't no power in all this other stuff and, and, they, and the, the watch nights and, and they stand up in a, you know, between three and five. That's when God, no, God show up at, at two o'clock p.m. when I'm tired and them kids got on my last nerve. <laughs> He'll show up then. I don't have to lose no sleep for God to come. Yes, come on now. <laughs> Why did I get onto all that? Maybe somebody needed that. <laughs> uh, and, and, praise God. <laughs> And, and, and if you're in Christ, you don't need you don't need no no generational curse broken over you. When you got saved, the curse was broken. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or do you not believe in deliverance? I believe in deliverance when it's necessary, but I'm not going to make an idol out of casting out devils. And so it can make me feel good because I, I saw something manifested. Listen, you don't all you have to do is just talk about fear and there's demons that will start manifesting. So I don't need to go back and forth with a devil. Come out. No, come out. No. And people get high off of those things. Like, oh, I got authority. <laughs> so what? My dog could cast out a devil if, he, if she knew how to speak in Jesus name. You know what I'm saying? So, so there's powers in Jesus name. Not a you joker. Sit your butt down. Pray in tongues eight hours and then meditate some books of the Bible. And then let's talk. I heard from God. The devil hears from God and trembles. All right. Um, <laughs> this is going to set y'all free. We're we going to 2024, all this other extra stuff. So let me sow a thousand seed and I'm going to reap a harvest. No, it's what you sow every single week and every single day. And what your words and your lifestyle and your money on a consistent basis. Breakthrough don't come overnight. It's over a time and due process. You keep doing what's right and God is going to show up in your finances. Keep doing what's right in your body and God's going to show up in your body. Keep doing what's right with your marriage and God is going to show up in your marriage. It's not the one time thing. It's not one encounter. It's encounters every day. Glory to God. They don't give you promotions on your job because you did something great one time. So why do you think God will give you promotion because you gave one time to a man or woman of God. It's what you do every day. The demands of Jesus. None of that is in my notes. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. Daily dying to yourself. Recognizing your life is not your own. You belong to Jesus twice. By the mere fact that he created you, number two, by the fact that the blood of Jesus, he owns us twice. Luke chapter 14, verse 28, Luke chapter 14, verse 28. It talks about this man who desiring to build a tower, does not first sit down and count the cause, whether he has enough to complete it. I believe that when we give the, the call to salvation, we should ask people to count the cost. What it really means to follow Jesus. Not just let me just get you to say this prayer and that's it. Uh, when I give altar calls, sometimes I say, you know, Jesus says, give all that you are to him. I remember this one guy in Enterprise. His name um, is, I can't say his name because I don't want to be on a, the recording, but he, he called me Brother Dwayne. I don't know why he called me Brother Dwayne. He said, Brother Dwayne, 
Do you think I have to give up doing certain things with, with the opposite sex to, to follow Jesus? Absolutely. <laughs> oh, I guess I ain't gonna never be a Christian. <laughs> I, I, I'm not saying put, but you hear what I'm saying. He's looking for a loophole. And Jesus says, no, I, I need you to understand it's going to cost you your appetites. It's, you're going to deny yourself to follow him. Glory to God. Um, dying to your desires, dying to this world system, losing your life for his. Uh, maybe I, I lose my reputation. Because the Bible says in Philippians 2, Jesus made him himself no reputation. So I, reputation is important that we keep our reputations clean, right? We get, need to have a good name, pay our bills on time. Come on. Um, uh, uh, live right. But, but I'm not trying to be an influencer in the sense that I get the most followers on social media. The goal, well, that's not going to make me feel any better. I like it for a moment. And then I'm like, man, they judging everything I say. Right. You put yourself out there and you want to get that. As, as we have seen, they'll love you today uh-huh. and they'll counsel you tomorrow. <laughs> they will counsel you in a minute. One minute they're raving. Oh, he's the back best actor. Oh, he's the best, best singer. He writes the greatest songs. Uh, you do one move. Your whole career is over. You in prison now singing, huh, step in the name of, sorry, you know what I'm saying? Do you understand one bad, and it's not what that situation is, multiple bad moves, right? From the get-go, AJ nothing but a number got him in trouble, right? Um, but we understand, we can't even say his name, we understand that the world will counsel you just like that. But the body of Christ, we don't counsel people. We cover people. Come on. We cover people. Yeah, they, they, they full of mess. Yep, yep, yep. But the blood covers them. The blood. The world will know that we're his disciples when they see our love for one to another. Yeah, they made a mistake. Yeah, they messed up the gospel name. But guess what? We're going to clean them up. We're going to cover them. We're not going to let them go down like that. We're not going to wound our wounded. <laughs> We're we go, we going to be there for him. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Yeah. That's, that's the love of God. Because the world is not doing that. They, 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 they cancel people for life. I never forget um, when um, there's big time um, televangelist was in prison. Um, Billy Graham went to go see him. Kenneth Copeland went to go see him and pay for their, when they got out of prison, paid them for a whole year salary. They messed up bad. Big time. And yet Billy Graham and Kenneth Copeland went to prison and went to go see them, gave them what they need. How, how many know that's covering? Yeah. Yeah. We cover our own, the body of Christ. It says do good to everybody, but especially the household of faith. Especially the household. Amen. I'm almost finished. Amen. So um, count the cost, right? Counting the cost. You know, if you're going to build a tower, you got to see, do I have enough money? Do I have enough material? Do I have the human resources? Do I have all the permits and everything I need to build this tower? That's what it means to be a disciple. You count the cost. What does it mean to follow Jesus? Uh, I might have to give up some habits, even some things that are not necessarily sinful, but that that's, might, hold, be, might be holding me back. 
that's weighty and it weights things that 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 could cause others to stumble. Um, counting the cost means to soberly think about what it means to follow Jesus like a builder and a person who is considering a war. Uh, uh, do I have what it takes? Do do have I received the grace, the standing grace, the the serving grace to be able to endure persecution, to 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 be one that might not be popular. Uh, I didn't get I didn't become a pastor to become popular. I don't want to be a celebrity. I want to be a servant. Come on. That that uh, back in the day when somebody says they're going to be called, they're called to the ministry. That meant it's going to cost them their life. Now, today is more like a profession, but we're not professionals. If you're a ministry, we're servants, <laughs> servants of Christ. And we serve the body of Christ in the world. Um, consider what it means to follow him. What does it mean to follow Jesus daily? What are his demands? What would it cost you and I to follow him in a world that is against him and that hates him? They don't love Jesus. Uh, they, they can barely, uh, they don't like to, the mention of his name. So what does it mean to follow him? I remember one time I was in this program um, it, 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 um, they took minorities out of the inner city. At one time, we lived in the inner city in Trent, Trenton, as they like, they correct me. I was like, Trenton, because I was from Arkansas, Trenton. They said, no, it's Trenton. Like, well, you got to pronounce the T-O-N, Trenton. Uh, so so we, I was in Trenton, and, and they took the minorities, and they basically took us to um, Princeton University every single Wednesday. And they taught us science. They were trying to populate the field of science and math with minorities. And we got a chance to go to the black scientists rewards back in Baltimore. And they, they let us see troops, troops, troop, spread wings, that group. Yeah, I was I was all Christian. I was like no secular at the time. <laughs> and so um, th so that's what they did. And then they say, oh, Dwayne, you should be the. The chaplain, because they used to have a chaplain, you know, little kid get up and, and pray and give a, a word. And I was I, I, I didn't have no wisdom at the time. And so the one kid got up and he was just religious. He was like, oh, and the Lord. Uh, and he was like, how oh, they clapping? And I get up, you know, <laughs> my courting behind. I just like got up. And they asked me to pray. I said, Father, in the name of Jesus, I bind the spirit that's binding all these people that got them in adultery. And I, I just went in. You know, I didn't get that job. I, they was like, oh, we ain't getting him. He's too radical. No wisdom. No wisdom. <laughs> Seriously. But what does that have to do with anything? <laughs> I was like, in Jesus' name. And we plead the blood of Jesus. I think I even spoke to him. Oh, shut up. It's like, no, he can't be the chaplain. He represented, uh, you know, this is a grant-funded program, and he gonna mess up our grant. We, I just, they didn't, they didn't select me. I said they hated Jesus. That's why. <laughs> Amen. Uh, all right. Um, my last scripture. My last scripture. Go to John chapter eight. John chapter eight. They did not select me. Thank you, Lord. John chapter 8, let's look at 31, 32. Here we go. My last scripture before I let you go. It says, so Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him. It's one thing to believe in him and, and to believe him. 
But to be a disciple, it's a different story. If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples. Uh, so it's not just saying the prayer. <coughs> saying the prayer is important. Acknowledging, confessing, and believing in the heart. But that's not all salvation. Salvation happens in us just as much as it happens to us. <coughs> to continue to be his disciple, he demands us to be in his word. You, if, you cannot be his disciple if you're not abiding in the word. <coughs> let's, let's, take, let's, let's look at this. What does it mean to abide? Abide means to, to live, to stay, to dwell. The word of God abides in us to the extent we live it. Let me say that again. The word of God abides in us to the extent we live it. It's not your memorization. It's not your quotation of the Bible or your confession of the word. It's how you're living it. Jesus, just like the word became flesh, his word must become flesh in us to the place that people see Jesus. Yeah. The more word we live, the more they'll see Jesus. Yeah. What would Jesus do? Whatever the word says. I hated that campaign. What would Jesus, they had bracelets and everything. What would Jesus do? What, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, my fault, <laughs> my bad. Uh, but, but, <laughs> but, but, but we know what Jesus would do. It's cute, but we know what Jesus would do, whatever the word says. All right, I'm not, I mean, I'm sorry, Trace, Stacey. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't believe it's, it's around. I was thinking it wasn't around anymore, but it's still around. <laughs> but it, it's, it's a good way to be conscious. I mean, uh, praise God. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Abiding in the word. So we must we must immerse ourselves in the word. Don't tell me you don't have time for his word. You do have time for what you have time for. And if you think about it, all of us are busy. I don't know any of us right now that are busy, even our kids. Our kids are busy, <laughs> busy with the social media, busy with the games. Everybody's busy. You make time for what you have, right. what's important to you. The word is a sure way to becoming a real disciple of Christ. To abide means to live, to stay. How many believers, again, will die without ever reading the entire Bible? Some are busy waiting to hear from the Lord that they miss what he's already said. We must walk in the light that we have so he can give us the light that we don't have. You cannot be his disciple without his word. His word must be given first place. His word must be what we live by. We, when the word is abiding in us and it goes on and says, and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Unfortunately, some people have not allowed the truth to set them free. If you abide in the word, then we'll know the truth. And that truth that we know and apply will set us free. It's not knowing the truth is you can know that drugs is bad, but you can still go towards that. Right. <laughs> it's not knowing it's applying what you know. Knowledge is not power. It's applied knowledge that is power. Amen. Amen. The word was given to us to obey it and to live it um, and, and to increase our love for Jesus. It's great to have um, Bible apps 
How many of y'all got more Bible apps than, than Jesus? <laughs> Physical Bibles. But if you never spend time in his word, you cannot be his disciple. I mean, it's good to listen to it, but you need to read it and listen to it. Amen. Uh, here's some marks. How do we know that we are disciples? Here's some marks that we're disciples. One is that people recognize that we've been with Jesus. They can tell that we've been with Jesus. This goes hand in hand. The second one is they smell. We smell like his holiness. Uh, when they think about us. Oh, man, he's holy. She's holy. And holiness has not been ugly. Holiness has not been homey. Holiness is just simply means to be set apart. And so when you're set apart, it's really all of the fruit of the spirit in operation. Let me say it again. If you're operating in all fruit, all nine fruit of the spirit, you are holy. Glory to God. Um, and the love for people increases. So here am I, I, you know, acronym, I got this acronym uh, mindset now. How to become a true disciple <clears throat> is following. Everybody say following. following. I'm going to give it to you real quick. Following. F stands for fellowship with the saints. Um, you come to church. You call saints to encourage them. You pray with your brothers and your sisters. Fellowship with the saints. True fellowship. Now, I know sometimes we, we look at fellowship as eating. I know right? most of us do, right? We think about fellowship. And that's part of it. But it's, it's, you, you're getting involved in the life of other people, in the life of the church. So you're not just, you come to church, you hear the word, and you, and you live out, leave out before everybody comes. Leave, you, know, you, you, get, you get to know your brothers and your sisters. Talk to them. See how their week is going. Um, not always be the one who's always talking. But you're developing ministering ears. Listen to your brothers and your sisters and they'll tell you what's going on in their lives and what you can target in prayer. Well, you know, sometimes people get deep and they like, oh, let me pray and see what the Lord gives me. No, if you just listen to people, you'll know what to pray for. So so listen to other brothers and sisters and see how they're doing. Um, so that's F. O is own your prayer life. Own. Everybody say own, own. your prayer life. In other words, develop a prayer life. And, and make it your life to pray, pray without ceasing, praying all the time. You pray on your praise break. I mean, your, your, your break, you, 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 you pray, you know, throughout while you're working, you pray, pray while you're, you know, sometimes even watching, you've been entertained, you're praying, you're praying as you walk, you're praying when you're laying down in the bed, you just pray. It becomes your life. Own your prayer life. Have a prayer life, right? Don't have an emergency prayer life, but own it. Just you're always talking to God. There was a lady, her name, uh, Sister Sylvia, she actually prayed, used to pray heaven and earth together. She had about eight to nine, ten, uh, eight to ten kids. And she would always pray. And when she opened her mouth, heaven would invade the room. And so they asked her one day, they says, you know, how is it that you have time to pray? And she said, I have my, my quiet time, but that's not a lot because I got eight to ten kids. And she says, when I'm ironing their clothes, I'm praying. When I'm washing dishes, I'm praying. When I'm cooking, I'm praying. When I'm washing clothes, I'm praying. You, you, you see, you, it becomes a lifestyle. When you're driving to work, you're praying. When you walk into your particular office, you're praying. Or walk into your station, you're constantly walking with the Lord. You're having moments and conversations with the Lord. Lord, I, I don't understand that, but I know you know all things. 
Father, I, I, I'm upset right now. I know you already know that, but you told me to express myself to you. And so, Father, I just, just, just don't understand. I, I remember one time we were having a Friday night uh, men gathering here at the church. And, and we, at the time we had two dogs and they got out right before I had to be. And I said, man, if I go look for them, I'm a, it's going to make me late. And so I was so upset. I said, Lord, these dogs, and I was about to curse them. I was just like, Lord, these dogs, just take them out. Let a car hit them. <laughs> I mean, I was just about to do that. And I was so upset. I said, and, and, and I'm going to tell you what I said. And I don't know if this is right. I said, these heifers, I just, I don't understand, Lord. And I was so upset. And the spirit of God said to me, calm down, calm down. And I, and I calmed down and, and, and I said, Lord, forgive me for being upset. I don't know where these dogs are and you know I need to get to the church and I'm an hour away. I just need your help. And I pray like that and I just begin to pray in the spirit a little bit and I said, Lord, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. I wasn't good just now, but Lord, you know I, the blood makes me good. And so my steps are ordered. I thank you. will lead me and guide me and instruct me in the way that I should go. And as I'm walking around the corner, there's a guy. He says, sir, is these your two dogs? Thank you, Lord. You know what I'm saying? Like, really, like, if we just look to him, even the smallest thing, he'll help us. Amen. On your prayer life. L, lover of people. Become a lover of people. Realize people are why we're called to ministry. People are the reason why Jesus came. Even people in your house. Sometimes we'll love people outside our house more than we love our own. We'll be nicer to people outside of our house more than the people in our house. Your, your wife, your husband, your kids, your, your, your relatives are just as much as your neighbors or even more your neighbors than somebody outside. So love the people you have in your world. Be lovers of people, love people, pray for people and be there for people. People are not interruptions, they're the reason why we exist. Otherwise it's just about being saved and going, to, we'll die and go to heaven. But he keeps us on earth. He anoints us for people. All right. Oh, another O. Overcome your flesh, the world, and the sin. Overcome your flesh, the world, and sin. Kill your sinful desires before they kill you. Kill your, how do you do that, Pastor Dwayne? Romans 8 says, it's through the spirit we mortify the deeds of the body. It's through the Holy Spirit we put to death the very thing that is offensive to God. So let's kill sin. Let's go after the root. The Holy Spirit will show you what's the root cause of this thing, the cycle that you're in. Amen. W, real quick, is we talked a little bit about it. Uh, word consumption. Word consumption. Make it a priority to read, to study, and meditate the Word of God all the time. Read from cover to cover. Um, think about the Word. Um, think about the Word at school, at work, at home. Talk about the Word. Word consumption. Not going to go there. I is imitate Christ and others and other faithful people. Excuse me. Imitate Christ and other faithful people. Follow, follow Jesus in everything. Live by faith. Follow those who call on the Lord out of pure heart. Imitate people. And I said this a couple weeks ago. Some people are concerned about being original. That they re don't realize in order to become an original you and I first must become pros at imitation. Amen. As we imitate and not reinvent the wheel, we become proficient in the fundamentals 
that gives us the ability to be original. Sometimes people, I want to be original. And they go out and don't be do anything. But be faithful. Like, let's see what others have already done so that we can grow in that. And the, the next one, I got two more. In nurture your mind. Nurture your mind. Think big, think hard, think long, think about the word. Use your mind. God, God told us not to lean on our own understanding. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. But he didn't tell us not to use our understanding. So we got to use our mind. The scripture says in um, Timothy chapter 2, verse 7, it says, think over what, what I've said, and the Lord will give you understanding of all things. That word think means to drag through your mind. Sometimes, how many got problems? Let me see your hands if you got problems. Hi, let me see. Hi, you got problems. Okay. Sometimes, if you'll pray for wisdom and pray in the spirit, and then you think about it. You drag it through your mind and not worry about it, but you think about it. And sometimes the solution is already in your mind. You drag it, think about it. Some Christians are not thinkers. This church, I see God raising up thinkers. We're spirit-filled, spirit-led, Christ-exalting, God-glorifying thinkers. We think. To be thankful is to be thankful. So think, think, think. Okay, Lord, what, what is it? Holy Spirit will lead you with your thinking. All right, what, 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 where is it? Where am I missing it? Okay, where, where is the root problem? Why is it that I can't keep money? Why is it that I keep getting sick? Why? Come on, think about it. The problem, Holy Ghost will lead you into thinking. Oh, oh, this is the reason why. Keep thinking. We're not robots and not, don't use our mind. So many Christians that I know, and Paul called them all, they fasting, oh, I can fish the word. They don't think. What if I did all that, hold on, fast, and think? I'd be so powerful. Thinking. If people who don't know God can invent great things that we benefit from, how much more for the believer who's spirit-filled, got the word of God, know how to cast out devils, and we can think. We can get the mind of Christ. Think about that situation. Pray about it, Holy Ghost. You know exactly where the situation is. When I lose my keys, I say, Holy Spirit, you know where these keys are. I just don't sit back and just don't do nothing and just confess. He's going to find me. I thank you for the keys. Keys manifest. No, I say keys manifest and I'm looking. Think. Think. Okay, how do I get, how do I make a boss move? How do I situate myself and set myself up for the rest of my life? How can I retire? Eat first, quickly. How, how can I get out of debt fast? Oh, how can I lose this weight? How can I get rid of this arthritis? Oh, how can, how can I? Oh, God. Oh, yes. How can I have heaven and earth in my marriage? Oh, God, Lord. How can I raise up world changers? Oh, God. I'm not only giving them spiritual things, financial literacy. Teaching them how to be an entrepreneur. Teaching them how to be interdependent. Oh, not codependent. I want to raise them up and get them out so they can change the world. Come on. Um, I want my book to be New York bestseller. So I need New York best time. Sorry. But I was New York Times, Sorry. And then I want it to be international. So 
I need to buy the book that everybody's buying in 2023, which was Heaven and Earth, the Heaven and Earth Grocery Store by James McBride. I say, okay, why is his book number one? I think I'm going to use my mind to figure out and I'm going to imitate him. Come on. So I can become original. Why are people buying self-help books? Because it helps them now. If I could produce materials that will help people now, if I could solve some problems, people will pay me big bucks. Come on. My mind. How do I grow my business? Well, you need to find out what other people are doing and not just, see, sometimes what we do, oh, maybe not y'all, maybe me. Uh, let me just pray and I, God give me wisdom. And I, sometimes I used to expect something to fall from heaven and his wisdom. No, he leads you to the books, to the, to the YouTube, to the classes, to the right connections. Um, God uses relationships. So I need to, there's something to network. So if I can increase my relationships with the right people, if I can connect with the right people, I can grow whatever I touch. Right, right. Relationships. So this year, you and I need to believe God, 2020, 24, for the right relationships. God, get connect me to the right people, save and unsafe, because not all right people are saved people. I need some people who know some more, more than I do. And even if they're not born again and connected to the Father, they got some things that I can learn from. The wisdom of God includes the natural wisdom and the spiritual. Amen. 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 Nurture your mind. Don't be, don't be like the seal. Whatever you like coming to America, but you actually use your mind on the job. Okay, everywhere I go, if people don't like me, something I'm doing. I'm the common denominator. Why can't I keep friends? Why can't I have healthy relationships? Something is wrong with me. So I need to figure out what's happening. Holy Spirit, help me. Help me. Maybe I'm awkward. I, I don't have the right social skills. Stop blaming parents. They did the best they can. So get some skills. Okay, let's practice talking to people. How you doing? How you feeling? What you look like? What's going on? Uh, let, let me filter what I'm saying, not unfilter. Right. right? Let, let me not bully my relationships. Let me lead in my relationships. Let me serve in my relationships. Are you with me? Use wisdom, emotional intelligence. Let me control my, all right, now I'm upset. I want to hit everybody. I'm coming down. Emotional labor. It's a such thing as emotional labor. So I'm going to put on Christ. What, you're faking it. No, I'm not. There's nothing fake about Christianity. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to do a number on my emotions. Now, you're not in control. I know you want to hit somebody right now, but that's not the way to go. Why do I feel the way I feel? Because it reminds me of when I was little. You know, are you with me? Nurture your mind. God has given you a mind and he wants us to develop the mind. 
I can remember, I can remember names. You remember, I, this is going to hurt your little feelings, but you remember what you want to remember. I forgot. No, you, 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 it's not important to you because you will attach emotions to things that are important that will cause you to remember. I must stop that. Last but not least, G. We're talking about following Christ. G is grind for Christ. Grind for it. All right. You, you, you got to do what you got to do. Uh, when you're grinding for Christ, you're going you're gonna to do everything you can spiritually to make your walk and your relationship with Christ to grow. You're going you're gonna to grind on your job with Christ. You're going to advance the kingdom of God at your job. You're going to gr- grind for Christ at your church. That means I'm going to push the mission of my church because I believe in it. Come on. I'm going to post those reposts. Come on. I'm going to do whatever I got to do to grind for Christ. Glory to God. That's following. Amen. That concludes this week's message. And thank you very much for listening. For more information about Kingdom Living Ministries, please call us at 732-324-2200 or visit our website at kingdomlivingnj.org. Also, you can write to us by mail at P.O. Box 1854, Perth Amboy, New Jersey, 08862. And lastly, if you would like to partner with this ministry through your prayers or financial support, contact us via email. The address is partners at kingdomlivingnj.org. Our prayer is that this message has encouraged you to live out the kingdom of God daily in your life by your obedience to his word. Until next time. God bless you.